loading full and half out straight. This is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs. It's in that. It's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Nicole Ossinger is an American trampoline gymnast, and she's representing the United States of America in the Olympics. Please help me welcome Nicole to the show. I'm so excited. I could barely say it and get it out of my mouth. Congratulations. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's just an honor. So you're heading to the Olympics. Um, I know this is not your first time, but can you tell me, um, this is second time around. I know the second time around may be a little bit sweeter. What was it like for you when you found out you placed yet again? After going to my first Olympics, I was just this little girl, um, 18 years old, and now I'm 23 and I'm going to my second Olympic Games. And when I tell you, I was so much more emotional this time than I was last time. The minute I completed my routine, um, that's all I had to do was two routines and I was going to the Olympic Games and I completed it and I immediately started crying. And I turned to my coach and he was like, congratulations, Nicole, you did it. And I broke down basically. I like everything I'd worked for was coming true. And I ran up to the stands and just immediately went to my mom and we hugged and she was crying and my whole family was there and they were all crying. And it just was like such a sweet feeling. Finally, like after five years, after COVID, here I am going to my second Olympic games. It just is so amazing. Like, it's like, here I am. I'm still here. I, I, I survived it all. Yes, exactly. I'm sure obviously it's, it's emotion because it probably not to be cliche of the name of the show, but genuinely really is and was a journey for you. What was that journey like for you in the midst of COVID? What was the road like? Uh, what was your journey like on the road to the Olympics? So for the four years that I was training, it was everything was going to the Tokyo Olympic Games. And then I had already had my first trial for the Olympics in the year of 2020. And I'm like, COVID just started. I was kind of scared a little bit, but I was like, there's no way that they're going to cancel the Olympic Games. I was like, there's, there's no possible way. So I kept training. Everything was fine. And then my mom calls me and she's like, Nicole, I don't know if you've heard, but they postponed the Olympic games for a year. And she's like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. And not once did I ever think I'm going to quit. I was like, I'm going to continue. However, this may seem, this is like, this is what I've worked for for the past four years. What's one more year. And so with that entire year of COVID, I just, I trained the entire time. I never stopped um, whether it was me training in my house or me going to the gym, I was always working towards the Olympic games. And I think that's what really helped me. And as terrible, as terrible as, as COVID was, I truly believe that with that year of training and like getting more mentally strong, it has furthered my trampoline career 
so much. I've gone to be such a better athlete and it's kind of cool that after COVID I'm so much better than I was a year ago. Mm, wow. Let's dive into that a bit. So you're, because you're able to really mentally focus and train a little bit differently, you feel as though you have, do, do you feel as though you have somewhat of an advantage uh, this time around, as opposed to the last time around that you were heading to the Olympics? Most definitely. I mean, I was 18 years old. The average age was probably 30 and I lowered the average age because of how young I was. And now me being 23, I'm still young, but I have so much experience on me. I've competed against these girls that I'm competing against at the Olympics for five, six years now. Um, so I truly believe that this Olympics is going to be so much better for me, not just for how I know how everything's going to go, but also because I'm just such a better athlete. And I feel like I'm, I have a lot more potential this Olympics. Well, I mean, you know, you have a, a fan right here. Um, I know you're 23 years old. What is the training like for you? What, what does the training, what's the training process like um, going into the Olympics? And then can you also tell us what's the training process like um, from, a chi from childhood going into adulthood, um, planning for this level of um, competition? Yeah. So I think from when I lived in San Diego, my training was a lot of fun. I had, I had a great time. Every time I stepped in the gym, it was, I was doing my routines. I was playing around. I mean, I had a very good coach, but ever since I moved to Louisiana, when I was 16, my training has basically stayed the same in the sense of I trained six days a week, two times a day for it's like probably around five, six hours a day. And everything I do at the gym is focused on how I can compete better. Like it's still, it still is so much fun and I still enjoy it a lot, but it's all about consistency. And I work on my routines every single day and how I can clean up my routines and what I need to do to make sure that I'm going to compete to the best of my ability, everything. And my coach is so smart in the sense that he knows exactly how to coach us to get us to peak at the right time. And I think that's, what's helped me so much of, of being an adult now training for the Olympics that he has like a designated plan. Since I came back, I was going to the Olympic games um, from my last trial, he has created a whole new schedule for me before we leave for Tokyo. And it's just like all put to where, how I'm going to, how I'm going to compete and how I'm going to peak at the right time. And that's, that's what a good coach does for his athletes. Is it tough to find the right mix, the right, the right coach, the right team to kind of help build you to where you need to be? Most definitely. I mean, I had a very good coach when I was growing up. Um, he got me to a certain point. And when we had a discussion saying, this is as far as I can get you, you may have to make a different move if you want to further your career. And this coach that I have, his name's Dimitri Polarouche, and he's incredible. He went to the Olympics himself in trampoline in 2000 and 2004. 
And ever since then, he has an he has had an athlete that has gone to the Olympic Games in 2008, wow. both when men and women. 2012, just the girl. 2016 was just me. And then for this Olympic Games for 2020, now 2021, yeah. he has myself. He has my teammate Alexi for the man for the men. And then my alternate is from our gym, Sarah Webster. So every athlete that's going for the Olympics and trampoline is all from our gym. So, okay, if you can kind of, you know, take me into your mindset at this moment, as you know that you're, you know, you've been there before, this is your second time heading to the Olympics. Do you, what do you tell yourself right now as you're on the zone heading there? Um, what does, what's that self-talk like? You know, I get this question a lot and I really feel like what's gotten me through my entire career in trampoline is the fact that I don't think too much into things. I've, I've made the Olympics and I, when I was 18 and I was super excited. I was like, I was just so young that I didn't even know anything about it. And I think now 23, I'm going to the Olympics and I'm still just as excited. I'm, I'm still like a kid going to the Olympics and nothing has ever really changed for me mentally other than the sense that I'm so much more, I'm stronger, I'm mentally stronger. And I really feel like going to this Olympics, I'm just, I'm just really excited for this experience. What's that experience like? What happens once you're there for those who have not been able to experience what you've experienced, which is so amazing. Um, what's it like? What's it like really being in the Olympics? Well, this Olympics is going to be a little different because of COVID. So mm -hmm. I don't really know how things are going to be changed, but from what I'm expecting is that I'm flying to Tokyo. I'm going to attend the opening ceremonies on the 23rd of July. Um, I stay in the athlete village, which is an incredible experience. I stayed last Olympics. I stayed at the, in the Olympic village at the team USA, like hotel type thing. Um, and every day when I step in the elevator, I'd meet a new athlete. One day I stepped in the elevator. I met Michael Phelps hmm. and it, I was like, I always try to play it cool when I meet people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I absolutely could not keep my cool. I <laughs> stared at him like I was in shock. Yeah. I had no idea how tall he was. I mean, I'm only five three, but <laughs> this man was so tall and so, so long and large that I was, I could not stop. And I have been a fan of his since, I mean, since I can't even remember. I've loved the Olympics. <laughs> Did and you let him know who you were or no? He asked me what sport I played and okay. I told him that I went. I'm in trampoline gymnastics. And then I was freaking out. And I said, I would ask you what sport you played, but I know what you do. <laughs> and he like just laughed. And I was like, okay, you're cool. I was like, it's fine, Nicole. And I called my mom afterwards. And I was like, I met Michael Phelps. <laughs> I was screaming. It's just so cool. And going to opening ceremonies is so exciting. I met so many people. I met Serena Williams and Allison Felix and just like so many cool people that it's just it's a lot of fun to meet everybody. Are there some athletes that you can name that's been inspiration to you? 
I've always been inspired by Savannah Vincent and she's a trampoline gymnast. Um, she, she went to the youth Olympic games in 2010. And then two years later, she went to the 2012 Olympics. And I've always been like, I want to be just like her. And then I went to the youth Olympic games in 2014. And then I went to the 2016 Olympics and I've kind of followed in her path. And she was the first American to ever compete in the finals at trampoline. And that is my goal to get back there, go into finals and see what I can do. So, I mean, she's just, she's from Louisiana. She's been a huge inspiration to me for as long as I can remember. Uh, she's a great person and it's just really cool to grow up alongside her and see what I can do just like her. That's awesome. Um, so do you, is there, what was the moment or was there a moment I should say in your life where you knew, okay, I'm a little bit different. I'm on a, I'm, I'm athletically advanced and I need to go in a different path and pursue this, uh, a little bit, you know, heavily. What was that moment like, or was there a moment like that for you? And when uh, was that? So when I was three years old, I started trampoline Okay. and maybe I didn't know it, but the first day I came back home after being on the trampoline, a coach pulled my mother aside and said, this girl is going to go to the Olympics. You mm. need to take this seriously. And my mom laughs and she was like, okay, you're going to tell my, tell me that my daughter is going to the Olympic games. I'm sure you tell all, all the parents that like, she was very much like, she's going to live her life. And I think it took me until I was probably 14 or 15 years old where I finally realized, Hey, I'm, I'm making national team. I'm, I'm trying for the youth Olympics. And then I made the youth Olympics in 2014. And that's right then and there. I was put on senior national team a year early. Everything was kind of falling in place. And I was like, I need to I need to move to Louisiana to be coached by this amazing coach. And I think right when I moved to Louisiana, my coach was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to get you to the Olympics. And thank goodness I can say that this was the best decision of my entire life mm. that I did move across the country away from my family and my friends at 16 years old. And thank goodness it paid off because I'm a two time Olympian, Olympian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has, it paid off two-time Olympian at 23 years old. Wow. So at 16 years old, you make the decision to leave your family and go and move to a new state by yourself. Um, no family, no friends there to be dedicated to the sport. Um, what were the challenges that went along with that? Well, not only was it a culture shock, from moving from California to Louisiana. I mean, everything was different. I lived 10 minutes from the beach to now six hours from the beach. Um, I think one of the most challenging things about it was that I was so homesick. I had never been away from my family for longer than probably I'd say like a month. Mm -hmm. um, and I now was living in an apartment away from my family. I barely knew how to cook and mm -hmm. every time my mom would call me and we would FaceTime and she'd be with family. And it would just be so hard on me because I, I grew up with my family. And I think that was the, the worst part about it was that I couldn't just fly home. I couldn't just go home whenever I wanted to. 
because I was training for the Olympics. I was, it was a year out before the Olympics. So everything was full blown. We have to get you to hit your peak at the right time. Um, but shortly after I started making some friends and this family took me in over here. And I think that helped me so much because I just needed that support system. And now that I have it after six years of being here, I'm so thankful for those, for those people that have helped me like continue. I, I don't think I would have been where I am right now if I didn't have those people in Louisiana that basically were my family away from home. Well, how did you find that family? The family that took you in, how did that come about? One of the girls um, actually used to do trampoline. We competed against each other when we were probably like 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, and we kind of drifted apart just because she quit and I was still in trampoline. Um, and then when I moved here, she realized that I was right down the street from her house. Um, so we started just like hanging out again. And I guess their family could just tell that I, I just needed somebody. And they're, this, they're just an amazing family. And they truly helped me. At, they came to all my competitions. They would feed me dinner. They would invite me to places with them. They just truly like latched onto me that, and I didn't know I needed that. And thank goodness they did, because like I said, I don't think that I would have been able to continue if it weren't for them. What are some of the challenges that you feel like you deal with or have dealt with that you really, um, need your support system. You need, you need a circle around you to kind of help keep you lifted to get through. I think the hardest part for me, at least, is that I train six days a week and everything revolves around how well you can do at a competition. So my whole life, I've been, in a sense, focused on gymnastics. And I never knew that my family brought out the other side of me where I would go home and it wouldn't just be about gymnastics. It would be how's your school doing? And they would like ask me questions about my life just in general. And it wouldn't just be so focused on trampoline. And when I moved here, everything was focused on trampoline, which is great. I think, I think it needs to be like that. But at the same time, that family became almost like my parents to where they, they would ask me how I'm doing. They would ask, like, it's just like the little things that you normally don't think about that truly shape you into the person you are. And you could just tell that they really cared about me and they wanted the best for me. And I think that really made me feel better and feel more at home. I wanted to touch on COVID a bit. I know that obviously, you know, in the mindset of some people, they may think that COVID is over in the sense that um, the world is opening up. You know, I, you know, I know there's restrictions aren't, you know, in place at the moment at, at some, but I mean, it's very real when it comes to the Olympics, obviously they've made decisions in regards to that. Um, and it's, it's, it's still, you know, very real people are, you know, are, are getting it and it's, it hasn't gone anywhere. What has it been like for you? What was, um, 
the process like when we were under strict guidelines? Um, what was that like for you? How did you have to conform your training, your regimen, your game, your mentality to adjust to prepare for the Olympics uh, in the midst of this transition of COVID life? Um, so in the beginning of COVID, when everything was completely shut down, um, I did at-home workouts. My gym would do like a FaceTime and we would basically condition through Zoom um, all together. And that really helped just to like have like a team that was still working on the same goal. And then when things kind of started to let up, um, they weren't necessarily completely open, but, you know, people were people were able to go to a couple places. My gym allowed myself and my two other teammates and just my coach to go and train. So I was still able to train basically the entire time of COVID. And that's what made me such a better athlete. And I don't know if it's the, in the fact that I've gotten so much better just because I had an extra year but it was like the whole world was shut down. And the fact that I was still able to train, like, I guess it helped me, it helped me get to where everybody else was or is. And so I think that COVID made me, like I said, made me focus a lot more on my training um, because there was nothing else to do. All I had to do was like all the gyms were closed. I mean, I still was able to go to my practices, but everything revolved around trampoline and I got to work on new skills and I got to do my routines and clean everything up that I wanted to, that I didn't necessarily have the time um, before COVID to do that before the Olympics um, that were supposed to be in 2020. But now that they got pushed back to 2021, I was able to dissect and do all the little things that I didn't necessarily have the time to do. So I think that really helped change me as an athlete. What do you do? How do you kind of, uh, how do you dive deep for yourself? How do you uh, stay in tune mentally every day? Do you meditate daily or, you know, what's your, what's your daily practices along with your exercise routine? So a lot of people, when they go to competitions, and they're about to compete. They put on their headphones. They listen to music. They try to get into the zone. And me as a person, I'm very outgoing. I like talking to people. And I found that if I do get into my head and I try to like focus more, that it kind of messes me up. Mm. So my like the biggest thing that I've realized is that when I go to competitions and when I'm training, I try to stay super positive. And I talk to people around me and it's kind of difficult when you're at competitions because other athletes are trying to focus when I'm trying to just like have a normal conversation, but I talk to my coaches and I, I laugh and I just try to have as much fun because like I said, the experience of all this is a lot of fun. Um, and the experience of the Olympics is amazing. And I, I just love taking in everything and just really realizing like, here I am, I'm training for the Olympics. I'm about to go to the Olympics. I've been to the Olympics. Everything is like, I don't want to forget anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
thank goodness I'm an outgoing and I love to talk because it truly lets me see everything around me. And it's just really cool. (laughs) So you, in other words, you really find ways to take in the moment. Most definitely. So beautiful. (laughs) I want to wrap with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What Mm -hmm. is something that you can tell us, tell the audience about yourself that the world does not know about you? A secret, if you will, about you. Maybe one of the secrets that I have is that I have brachydactyly in my hands. Um, I was born with it. Uh, It's just where your metacarpal is shorter than all of your other fingers. So I have like, I basically in a sense have tiny fingers, uh, only a couple and that's all. (laughs) I don't really, I don't really have anything else, but, um, not a lot of people know that I basically have two short fingers. Well, that's really cool to know. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, because you have those two short fingers, do you have to do something different because of that? Or have, have you adjusted your game in relationship to that? You know, it is a lot harder because I have a short finger on my ring finger. Um, so it's harder for me to grab and they, it doesn't move as easily. So when I'm training and when I'm jumping, when I have to hold on, when I'm flipping, I don't, I can't grab with that one finger. So I have to figure out a different way of like how I can grab things. So that's something different. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. I mean, but you, the, 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 the bigger thing in that of what you just said is that you have something that may be unique to other people, but you found a beautiful way to make it work and it's unique to you. So exactly. yeah, you put and it, it perfectly and it works for you. It, obviously it's working well, which is why you're heading to the Olympics yet again for the second time at 23. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate your journey. I appreciate you taking the time to share with our audience and good luck. Congratulations. Um, Sending all the positive vibes to you uh, as you head to the Olympics. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that is it for this episode of the Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.